we can do it again, but this time let's clap twice. Makes it more fun. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh no! I thought it was on three. Yeah, it was, but I forgot myself that it was on three. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the fourth episode of Geek in the Shellcast. I'm James, your wonderful host. Rumour has it that I was involved in a car accident that wasn't my but wasn't I'm screwing this up already. <laughs> it's fine, we've got good to luck, take James, two. good luck. Rumour has it that I was involved in a car accident that wasn't my fault. That's when I met Chris from Sugoi Consultants. For the small price of my human dignity, he managed to get me up to seven thousand yen in damages. Today I'm joined by some top <laughs> anime and gaming connoisseurs. She has her talk action at the ready it's mog hello top anime gaming connoisseur haven't watched any anime for like five months you've seen an carry anime. on i have seen an anime <laughs> his final limit break is charged it's song wait you know <laughs> i don't really have a witty comment it's been a while i have forgotten how to speak words he's broken the damage limit it's reese so we're talking about the delay right so much has happened in the last six months it has. almost crazy yeah. this week we'll be covering an email what we've been up to and random pieces of news now it has been a really long time since we last recorded like six months due to varying reasons we've all got jobs it sucks <laughs> all the last episode i said we didn't have time to talk about E3, so we'll talk about it in the next episode of the podcast. But now I've noticed that we're closer to next E3 than we are to last E3. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I still have notes about E3, so time for an E3 quickfire round. Oh uh, yeah, um, let's see. So I'll go through the conferences, this. tell me if you remember anything from the conferences and that's how we can tell how good they were I'll be honest I'm not sure I remember my own name at this point quick uh, disclaimer I don't even think I watched E3 <laughs> I have a weird tradition that I force my dad to watch the Microsoft E3 with me whenever it's the Microsoft one he messages me and be like do you want to watch it together my mum was here this year so when Keanu Reeves came on she was just sitting on her phone she looked and was like is that Keanu Reeves <laughs> <laughs> She was like really surprised. Xbox is best. They have Master Chief and Gears of they War. They have the Master Chief and the Gears of War that both aren't on PC. No, you're wrong. Xbox Game Pass doesn't exist. What's the point in Xbox if the Game Pass existed? I don't know. I have Conference. heard pretty good things about Game Pass though. I've used it for about two or three months. I love the concept of it. I played The Outer Worlds as soon as it came out mm -hmm. on the Xbox with the Game Pass. We so didn't pay a damn thing for it. Which I sort of regret because Obsidian need the money. But at the same time, I just can't get used to the Xbox interface. They just have such a collection of games that I just don't want to play compared yeah. to PS4. I mean, they don't even have Persona. Well, that, that was the main reason that I changed because I had a PlayStation 1. Then instead of like PlayStation 2, I got the Xbox 360. And I was like, oh, this is okay. And then I kept looking at all of these cool like JRPGs that I couldn't get. Like, you know what next time we're gonna go sony and i did and i have not regretted it one second there's not enough games on the xbox at all that keep me interested 
I'm so oh, glad yeah, but... I swapped to the PlayStation. Maybe Gears of War. I miss not being able to play that. You but... can't play Scalebound on the PlayStation. <laughs> you can't play Scalebound on anything. I... What the <laughs> hell even is Scalebound? I don't even Stop scale making me dream. Cancelled. Oh, it, it was the one that looked like Devil May Cry with dragons. That was gonna yes, come out on one, Xbox. Yeah, yeah. That did look First really party, cool. First party Microsoft game that that did look cool. Rumor has it that it might come out on the Switch eventually, but that's just a rumor. <laughs> I really hope so. The first it's conference kind of, of E3 2019 was EA's conference. The second <laughs> conference of E3 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously though, they didn't even announce Beyond Two Souls 2. They didn't give any more information about it. And it really pissed me off because the cinematic trailer they put out two years ago. And I think they might have put out one or two tidbits during 2018 to E3. And now they just completely blanked on it. That was the only game by EA I was looking forward to. They showed off Star Wars and then FIFA and of more course. FIFA. Yeah, All I've got written down is was... Star Wars and trash. <laughs> The shit was like cinematic trailers, so it wasn't even full gameplay footage. Mm. It's now after the last Star Wars films. Star Wars is kind of in the collective mind, but at the same time, that film did not do very well in my mind. I did not watch it because I live under a rock and don't leave a house, basically. But the things I've heard about it sound hilarious, and it's interesting to see how they've killed it. After that, there was the Microsoft conference. Does anyone remember anything key they wanted to talk about? I remember there was like a cutscene with Master Chief. Didn't he have a cape on or something like that? Some shit No, he like was that. Yeah, some... he was frozen in space or something and some Oh no, I'm thinking of the him. I think I might have been thinking of number three. It's saying something, the Master Chief trailers all sort of blend into one and some are more memorable than others. Like I think it was number two where they had panorama around all the little figures. It ended with Master Chief's grenade like glowing. The one was I think number three where they had Master Chief in the desert and he had like a coat on so you didn't realise it was Master Chief till he took it off and then they showed a bunch of indie games that I wrote down the names of, so obviously they were cool, but I don't remember what they are now. Battletoads. They showed off Battletoads. Wait, Battle Why, Why Battletoads? Did you not see the Battletoads trailer? I probably did, but forgot. Now it sounds like a weird fever dream. Let me show you all the Battletoads are. I want your opinion. In the meantime, I was so looking forward to talking about the Outer Worlds, and mm. it's been so long since we've last done it that it's been about three months since it came out, and I still love it, but I have have too much to talk about for this podcast. Anyway. Good, good. I want to keep myself unspoiled until it comes out on Steam and I can play it. You're not playing it on Epic Games. Oh no. Does that thing still not have a shopping cart? Like, come on. No, it doesn't. Oh, actually, I think that was one of the things they promised for this year. That's insane. Like, okay, these designs When did they are... turn into Cartoon Network characters? These are the Battletoad designs now. Does anyone like the oh. design? No, these are horrible. They need to be a lot more hench and a lot more in your face. Where are the sunglasses? There's like one guy with half a sunglass there. Fuck that. You only need half. No. Protect one eye. You've got to have the full glass. They do look a little bit lacklustre, don't they, really? They're very jaggy. Not enough curves. Just, mm. Apart from their calves, which are a little bit too curvy, it looks well, like they've cur- got a bulge in the middle of their leg. Curvy in some places, but pointy in others. And it yeah. makes no sense. They also showed the Terminator in Gears 5. Not gonna lie, if it was Terminator in literally 
anything else, I would be so hyped. Well, the Terminator that's such an interesting one. The Terminator appeared but, in like three or four different games at E3, though. Yeah, it was weird. Because the Terminator but, came out in Mortal Kombat. It was in something else as well, and then the Devolver Digital conference uh, yeah, yeah. parodied the Terminator. They referenced it. Yeah. There was a Funko Pop game. That oh came god! Out. It was wasn't it a Gears what? of War Funko Pop? There's or? a Gears of War Funko Pop mobile game. They gave that about five or ten out? minutes. I think so. I don't know. I didn't even know that was a thing. I don't remember hearing about that. It looks really bad. Poorly, that's why. That probably came up at the time, and I probably like zoomed the light on past that, that shit because holy. Because they showed was... it the year before, but they didn't show any gameplay, and they didn't say it was a mobile game. It's why called you show it Gears twice? Pop because people were like, "Oh, is it just Gears of War normal?" But everyone's a pop. That's all right, and it wasn't. It's like a mobile game where you slide the pops along the screen, and they bounce off the enemies or something like that. I don't know. You can buy it right now. Apparently on Google Play it has over a million downloads and an average rating of 4.2 stars. Obviously Gears of War, it has a 7 plus rating. What the hell is this cyberpunk commodity trash? No, don't even call cyberpunk because cyberpunk is cool. (laughs) It's just trash. There was also a Lego car at the Microsoft one. There always is a Lego (laughs) car though. Normally they bring a real car on stage but this time it was a Lego car. It's because they've got Forza Horizons 4 DLC haven't they? Yes. I mean I suppose at least it's better than the one that Elon Musk unveiled recently. Oh. (laughs) You mean the tank? The Tesla tank or whatever? Cybertruck. The truck. Cybertruck. Cybertruck. Fuck that. Shattered. Cybertruck's great. It looks like it's my a PS1 and my dad, vehicle. My brother and my dad not stopped on a, on about how great Elon Musk is, and I'm just like, dude. Yeah, no, dude, fuck just, him. No, just no, he's an asshole. He's invested loads of money into creating a public persona for himself because he's worried that people might think, hey, don't you have maybe a bit too much money? Yeah, but um, he likes anime so... video games. <laughs> Did you see the cat girls tweet? Oh god, oh no, not that. Yeah, someone called James Landio, yeah, he's a game and anime composer slash DJ, tweeted at him, show us your Bowsette cosplay, because that was a thing. <laughs> then he replied, I'm actually a cat girl, here's a selfie right now, with a random cat girl that he didn't even source. Another strike and now against him. everyone draws him as Elon Musk Chan as a uh, cat girl. <laughs> Speaking oh, of god, that, no. this is like my favourite meme from that car thing, and it made me laugh. I love it. So enjoy that. I actually follow the artist on there that does that, and they have a load of. I think it's called Meme Girls. And <laughs> I, I know I'm being ridiculous here, but he draws a load of memes as cute girls, and they are bloody hilarious, but also really kind of creepy too. I think it was Elon Musk referenced that comic. Oh dear. Oh. Then the artist put a response to it. After Microsoft, I, there was the Bethesda conference. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth transition. Smooth transition. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of things that are bad, there was the Bethesda conference. It started it's with them. Games, at least. It started with them apologising, or not apologising outright. It wasn't even apologising. It was Chung and Teak being like, it wasn't as good as it could have been. So it's... people say our games have bugs. They announced Fallout 76 would be getting NPCs and the Battle Royale mode. It's, that game came out ages ago now, and it's still not got NPCs or the Battle How Royale is it mode. Not dead? Why oh, is yeah, it they, dead? They, ref- they turned around and said, yeah, it, it would be getting it by about September, October, or at least before their first anniversary of coming out. It hasn't, and it was delayed in something like November, December, and it still has no word about when it's going to be coming out, and it's awful. 
Plus, they hadn't announced it at E3, but at some point in the interim between then and now, they have said, yeah, if you have a subscription of $10 a month or something like that, yeah, I think you it's get like a private server. Year. Yeah, it's 100 a year, so you get a slight discount of $20 or something like that. But you get a private server, you get more storage, and you get something like, I think it's 500 atoms, which is their own proprietary currency. <laughs> it is terrible. It is absolutely terrible. The problem is, though, it actually screwed with people's accounts if they tried to sign up for it. When it first came out, it was reported that it had been gotten rid of all of their items. But no, they were simply just hidden from the player. I think so it caused like it three game-breaking glitches. Exactly. I think at least one or two people had completely lost all of their progress because of just how shit they had implemented it. Um, it ended up starting yeah. a class war Fallout 76 as well. <laughs> Which is impressive. That, yeah. Where people with yeah. the icon that they paid for the subscription were getting hunted down by the other players <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty hilarious <laughs> that, that, that is oh, beautiful God. I'm so glad I didn't buy that game <laughs> Yes. Because I love Fallout. I've loved all the previous ones. I even Same. liked Fallout 3. No, which was the Four? one that people Four? didn't like The that one that everyone Four. thought. Yeah, everyone it, it definitely liked wasn't Fallout as good. 4, but they didn't like it as much as Fallout 3 or Fallout yeah. in Vegas. And I still enjoyed it. You know, I could tell it wasn't great. But when that, I was just like, saw it and was like, no, staying clear of that. I, and I'm I will say it. one thing. I played Fallout 3 and I fell in love with it. One of my favourite memories ever was playing Fallout New Vegas for the first time when I was, insert age here, because technically it was younger than 18. So, <laughs> question um, mark age. But you like a dead or alive question girl? Mark age. Question mark age. Oh god, <laughs> don't, don't get into that. Uh, <laughs> But Fallout 4, I remember seeing the trailer, I remember seeing everything about it, and I pre-ordered it then and there. I've never actually done that before, so I haven't done it since, but I pre-ordered it then and there. I then almost failed my degree because of that game. I spent 60 hours on it, and I thought, meh. <laughs> my god. 60 hours in the first week. I think the best thing to come from the Bethesda conference was all the memes of people clapping. Because oh they'd God, very. Oh, guy that just kept being woo! They'd very obviously paid people in the Planted audience people, yeah. to stand up and clap and cheer. But it was like every I, minute. I swear, at this rate, they're going to spend more money on filling their audiences with people who applaud them than it would take to actually fix their games. It was really obvious because there was one <laughs> camera shot of people stood up clapping and then the camera changed to like a far out one. And there were like only five people at the front stood up clapping. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, no. oh, That's just embarrassing. One good thing did come from the, the conference though, which was Ikumi Nakamura, who was a small yeah, Japanese no, woman. She was great. That was very happy. Oh, have you, yeah, have I actually you followed her on that. Twitter. She's great. Mm. It's all on Twitter. I've, I follow that her on Twitter really now. She's great. Same. Aww. She's always doing that pose she did in the conference, and she, it's kind of her trademark now, and it's, oh, it's so adorable. Mm. Funny enough, she's left Bethesda. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's left Bethesda, and now she's kind of touring the world a la, a la Kojima, and just going to various studios, being like, hey, this is uh, such and such. Oh, we had such a good time today. And You know what Kojima was doing just before he announced Death Stranding, that kind of thing. Yeah, but yeah. she showed off a game called Ghostwire, which looked really good. It was just a cinematic trailer, but it was really fancy, where yeah. it was like all spooky stuff going on, where it's like a modern-day Tokyo, but there's demons and people 
disappearing. It looked really nice, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. They showed off a game called Commander Keen. Did people see it? <laughs> oh, no, I remember that. I'm, Commander right. Keen is an old DOS platformer. I think it's one yes. of the first platformers. Well, it's supposed to be Commander Keen's kids, isn't it? Yeah, they've made it a mobile game, and it looked... It was, like, awful. I was waiting for it to be a joke, because I was like, this can't exist. <laughs> But no, then it ended and they went on to another game. So I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, it's a spit in the face of basically everybody who ever played Commander Keen. They had stuff on in between the game showings and they had, it was like interviews with the public and it was people being like, oh, Bethesda games have always been there for me. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Just know. I don't remember what the actual people were, but I've got refugees and the gays love Bethesda. So... <laughs> <laughs> What? So I'm assuming oh, no. someone was like, oh, when I was coming out, I played Fallout and it helped me, or something like that. I don't actually remember. It's funny, since that Commander Keen trailer, nothing has come out. I can't see a damn thing when I look it up. I can't even see anything on their Wikipedia page, apart from Zenimax is making a spiritual successor with Commander Keen's kids. Nothing. I don't even think they released another They trailer. probably just cancelled it. Yeah. I'm they not going to I think they should. They probably saw the reaction it to said, it and were like, hey, fuck this. <laughs> is I'm this looking on make us any money? just a random website and it says, it is soft launching this summer for iOS and Android. It's not. I can't see anything about it. <laughs> Uh, it's just going to disappear for four years and then they'll bring it back and be like, hey, look at this game we were totally developing for five years mm. and it's a steaming pile of trash. After that, it was Devolver Digital, which is great, again, because uh, it's just like yes. a comedy oh, skit. And my notes have just got vomit. That's what I remember. <laughs> a lot of vomit, a lot of blood. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a bit, there was like a d- weird dream sequence at the end and just a bit where she like <laughs> vomits and it was really funny. I didn't watch the PC gaming one. No, is anyone interested in Vampire the Masquerade or is no one interested in that? I'm looking forward to it, if only because it's supposed to be a fairly decent, well I say fairly decent, it's supposed to be a fantastic RPG that was marred by publisher difficulties because they wanted it out as quick as possible and the developers just didn't have time to fix all the bugs. Mm. Yeah, It's known as one of the best-ish RPGs of all time, so long as you download and install the mod. Masquerade Bloodlines, I've played it, was a very good game marred by the fact that Troika had a lot of financial troubles and management based on production. Did not go very well. Basically, every game they ever released was released in a highly bugged state, and they had to spend time fixing it. It's really sad what happened to Troika because they made some really damn good games. They made Arcanum as well. That was really good. Oh, I want to play that. I've got that on my yeah. playlist. I didn't know they hmm. they made that as well. Uh, yeah, Steamworks and Magic Obscura. Mm. After that, there was Ubisoft. The Ubisoft one was okay. They talked about. I can't remember what the hell happened. There was a lot oh, of Tom Clancy. There were about six different Tom Clancy. There was Tom Clancy Rainbow Six DLC. There was Tom Clancy. I've just got GR. I don't remember what that is. There was Tom Clancy Mobile. There was a Tom Clancy game with zombies. There was Tom Clancy's Division 2. Okay. So there was a lot. There's one memorable thing from that conference. Is it the dog? And it has to be. No, it's the Granny Legion. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs 3 actually looks good, which is surprising. You can be an old British I'm woman. It's going to be slightly controversial people. because the problem I had with Legion 
Okay, cut this. Seriously, I'm, my mind's blank. That's going to be one sentence he doesn't cut. Yeah. The thing that I really didn't like about Watch Dogs 3, from what I've seen, is that because you can be anyone, that just means there's so many characters to fill that it almost seems like there's going to be almost no characterization, which made Watch Dogs 2 so strong. The characters and the characterization, spoiler, not spoiler, there is a death of one of the main characters in Watch Dogs 2, which was actually quite well handled and actually made the experience a lot better, made the character motivations a lot more stronger and I'm afraid that's not going to come across it's going to come across a la Watch Dogs 1 which Aiden Pierce is just a moody little dick I feel like in this one they say you can play as anyone but I feel like that won't be the case there'll be like a limited number of characters and then they can die in very specific situations I hope so otherwise potentially you could go through everyone in England mm. just everyone <laughs> It would just be one little granny. Everyone else has died. I feel like it'll yeah, be I mean, more the characters you have alive at the end of the game will get their own little story segments, which is what. Yeah, it's going to be a discrete. I hope so. It's going to be so. a discrete set, almost certainly, because like if they tried for anything more, then costs would balloon. Because they have given some level of characterization to all of the things that they showed off, and I don't think that those will so. just be generic animations. But I could be wrong. Big AAA companies tend to shit on what I think disturbing proportion of the time when they were showing. Division 2 they had two trailers for that but one of them was just like influencers playing the game being like oh my Division 2 highlights which was very oh, weird because oh. a few things that at E3 had that they had like a trailer but showing influencers here's Jack Septic Eye enjoying the game this is didn't just before it came out or the E3 before it came out Battlefield 2 had that too mm. Battlefield Sorry, 2. Yeah, I'm on about Star Wars Battlefield oh, okay. 2. okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, Battlefield yeah. 2 is older than last year. I think, actually, Star Wars Battlefield 2 was 2018 now, wasn't it? Jesus Christ, I'm getting all quick. Also, mm. that guy from The Walking Dead was on stage. Norman Reedus. He brought his dog. No, not Norman Reedus. No? What? There's another guy from The Walking <laughs> yeah, Dead? Yeah, the guy who was in the first couple of seasons. Then, spoilers, he got killed. Oh, you're on about the guy who's playing Punisher. Yeah, the Punisher man. He brought his dog yeah, on stage because it got lonely in the back. <laughs> then there was the Square conference, which was maybe the best conference. I can't know. remember like any of the games. Like, you have to remind me. Like, they showed off Final Fantasy VII Remake for like oh, yes. a while, which normally I'd hate, but it was actually pretty good what they were showing. Because normally when they show just one game for 20 minutes, it drags, but it was mm. exciting. And the creator, Nobuo Uematsu. Uematsu, came on stage in shorts and a t-shirt <laughs> when everyone else was oh, wearing uh, suits. I thought you meant in like, short bursts, but no, he's just in, in shorts. In shorts. Oh, I'm getting, getting a vision from the future. I, I think Final Fantasy VII is going to be delayed. <gasps> Who oh, knows? No. Maybe. <laughs> impossible. Then they followed that with Life is Strange 2 with YouTuber clips but I felt really bad for Life is Strange 2 following that because no one cared. Yeah yeah, no one did which really sucks because the first Life is Strange was so good and then it kind of went on yeah. to a brother brother kind of thing and everyone was just like no where's the game? After that they showed <laughs> Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Oh Last I'm Remnant looking forward to that. It does look Because I played quite a lot of Crystal Chronicles and by that I mean I started it up and played the first hour over and over again because I had no idea what I was doing when I was a kid but I am looking forward to that and I think me and my friend are gonna like buy the Switch online and try and play it together because apparently you can play online with friends I, I don't think know. so I think it's got online and local I'm hoping it's got yeah. local because I was gonna play it with my partner at home yeah. so we've no, been waiting that looks, for it that looks really cute they announced yeah. Last Remnant Remastered oh they showed Dragon Quest Builders too. oh maybe that game's Yay! come out who knows <laughs> maybe we can I talk about that later yeah 
that was good I, I haven't even finished it i i have to admit i did get a little bit bored with it because the building just got more and more intense whereas in the beginning it was quite fun because you could just you know chuck a few blocks down but then it was just like oh build this huge ass thing and it's like oh five hours later i'm done and i just wanted to like do the story more than the building which i know it sounds silly because that's like the whole point of the game is the building but yeah i mean i took a chance with it because it wasn't really my thing but i really enjoyed it and then i got a bit like a uh, bit too much building in dragon quest builders <laughs> they should... maybe i'll finish it at some point they showed off Final Fantasy VIII Remaster, which has also come out already a while ago, mm-hmm. which was surprising because apparently they like lost all the data they had for that game, so they've essentially had to like rebuild it Recode from scratch. It. Oh, yeah. I think they had the same thing with I don't know whether it was Resident Evil One or Kingdom Hearts One. Either way, one of those two games. I oh, know it was Silent Hill. Oh, it was oh, quite yeah. famous. Yeah, they lost all of Silent Hill Two and Three. I think that's it was. why the remaster. That's why the remaster is so shit. Yeah, because they didn't put in the effort because it's Konami. It's late Konami. Yeah, it's late Um, Konami. Then they ended it with the Avengers game, which has since been delayed because apparently apparently people's reactions to the E3 presentation for it weren't great. Because it wasn't anything like the MCU and without being rude towards like comic fans, I'm actually being reading a lot of comics and uh, gaming fans but people want things a lot more like the MCU in their games than the comics. It's slightly annoying because the comics are fantastic, but Avengers is now a movie franchise, sorry. Because they tried to make the trailer they showed seem like the movies because they had the movie characters, and then the trailers that have been released after that are like, none of those are actually the main characters you play as the Muslim Ms. Marvel. who's a really cool character, and I'm like, oh, that makes me actually interested in the game rather than just yeah. playing as Iron Man. After that, there was Nintendo as well. Dragon Quest guy was put into smash that was the first thing which a bunch of people weren't happy about people are never happy when a character gets put into smash (laughs) everybody always gets mad who is is this japanese character with a sword we don't care about him japanese franchise by this japanese (laughs) he's not goku (sighs) but he's close to goku so people weren't too bad people were complaining about this character because this special attack can be four different things one of them is suicides the other three are really strong so people were complaining being like oh it's RNG it shouldn't be allowed and so in Australia they banned the character in a tournament that was a big news thing oh wow this is a point of contention I have with professional circuits of games because when you start banning content from the game you're not really playing the game competitively you're playing a separate version of the game that you're maintaining I feel like that's an important distinction to draw looking through the list of uh, Nintendo Switch games I noticed that almost all of these have already come out now that were announced at E3 like Luigi's Mansion 3 came out Link's Awakening came out there is a bit of news with Luigi's Mansion apparently it was the highest selling game for the Switch in December of 2019 mm. which is really surprising very seeing popular as... it's meant to be really really good I heard that yeah it's surprising that it beat even Pokemon which is the mm. biggest media franchise of all time didn't realise that they announced the full remake of Secret of Mana 3 or Saiken Densetsu 3 which I was super excited about because that's a game that never got released in the west and it was meant to be like a classic it's a full 3D yeah. version and it's got like multiple characters and you choose one at the start and then they have like their own story Ooh. so that's seems neat. They announced No More Heroes 3 as well, which looks good, even though there's been no gameplay yet. Have any of you seen the extended no More Heroes 3 trailer that got released. No. I haven't, no. Um, no. It was an anime studio doing it. It's like a six minute trailer. 
Oh, is it Trigger? No, it's not Trigger. No, because <laughs> they did uh, Shantae. yeah. No, it's oh, not Trigger. Yeah. But it's a little boy who's trying to make a rocket. A meteor crashes down and there's a little alien and he befriends the alien. Then the government appear to try and take the alien back. But then the alien does like a psychic thing with the little boy and he builds a spaceship and sends the alien back into space. And he's like, oh, I'll return in 20 years. We'll always be best friends or whatever. And that's like five minutes into the trailer. And there's no evidence that it's oh a No More Heroes thing yet. I'm just waiting to find out that it was actually a trailer for a new Katamari Damashi game all along. I wish, but no. Oh, um, and I then it, Imagine a crossover between the two. He skips forward <laughs> into the future and then the alien returns. But he's turned evil now and he's got like an alien crew and they start destroying town and he's like oh I'm a space superhero then Travis turns up it's like not in my town curse you Panzer Dragoon remake got announced which was surprising Mm. as well because that's like oh okay old franchises being brought back is good except when it's done bad Mm. apparently except when it's Commander Keen and we haven't heard a damn thing since E3 fucking God damn it, Bethesda. Breath of the Wild 2 got announced as well, which was a huge surprise for people. That does look so good, and I'm really looking forward to it. It actually got me kind of interested, even though I've not played the evil. From the trailer, I might be getting this slightly wrong. At least I was theorising that it has something to do with Twilight Princess because of the art motifs and a lot of the colours that were used, as well as I think they had a few references to Twilight Princesses to do with the Twilight Realm. It really made me excited because if if they do something like Ocarina of Time versus Majora's Mask, where Majora's Mask was a little bit darker, I mean, Breath of the Wild was plenty dark, but something a la Majora's Mask would be fantastic. They also showed Banjo Kazooie for Smash, which was really surprising because I was like, oh, they yeah, actually that blew did it. Everyone's mind. They can do anything. Anyone can be added to Smash, even a Fire <laughs> Emblem character. <laughs> I still can't believe that they did two of them in one presentation. It makes sense because they were like, people in the West won't be happy about Dragon Quest Guy, but people in Japan won't be happy about Banjo-Kazooie, so we'll show off both. Yeah, Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I was just really surprised. I forgot to even mention that they announced a new Xbox there as well. I just forgot. Oh yeah, they announced it, didn't they? They just didn't show it They had a video of people being like, oh, this thing's great, it's going to run at like 200 (laughs) frames per second, and it's going to be in like... (laughs) 18k. You can't handle the teraflops. They were just saying words that didn't mean anything, essentially. Uh, I mean, it's in the tradition of blast processing, you know? You gotta pick it up. At the start, I forgot to mention, if you want the show notes, you can find it on (laughs) geekintheshell.home.blog. Also, if you want to send us a question, you can email it into... I've forgotten what the email is. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no. uh, you can email us. It just us. goes to show how long we've done this. For. You can email us at geekintheshellcast at gmail dot com. What's the email, Mark? Uh, geekintheshellpodcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> Except no pod. Geekintheshellcast at gmail dot com. Yes. <laughs> We're very organised in the shell here. Um, so we have an email. Hi, you scurvy lot. Chris Hemsworth here. Um, <laughs> Oh no. For any of when the pirates that own a Switch, do you know any hidden games on the system to get? Valhalla. <laughs> All I know is for first party games on the Switch, or if you don't know about the Switch, can you recommend any indie games on the Epic Games Store? Oh, he means Steam. Good. Or keep um... up the good work. I hope you find booty soon. Thank you. Aww. He wrote Thanks. it like a pirate, put in effort. This is from, from Connor. For... Thank you. Friend of the show. Yeah. Friend of the show. He's 20. I don't actually know how old he is. I'm ruining the joke. <laughs> <laughs> but 
who knows about Switch games. I don't, because I don't own the Switch. I know a few Switch games. I do, I was just about to say, I would say the game that I'm playing at the moment on the Switch, it's not actually a Switch game. It came out a very long time ago. It is Star Ocean First Departure, and they recently released it on the Switch. And it's all been updated with new character images and new voice acting. Basically, a really cute JRPG. I've never played a Star Ocean game before, and I think full price it's like 18 pounds on the switch store really really good i'm enjoying it so much at the moment it's got a fun fighting system it's not like the type where like final fantasy where you're yeah. all stood and you've got to press fight and you do like in turns like the characters kind of run off and you like have to mash button cast spells and stuff and yeah the story is great really really interesting blend of magic and sci-fi and i would really recommend it is that the one that was on the ps2 or is that the one that was on the super nintendo i I think it was the one on the Super Nintendo. Is is it 2D or is it 3D models? It is 2D. Okay. That's the first game. Star Ocean First Departure, yeah. I know there's quite a few Star Ocean games, and as I said, because I got like Xbox, I don't think they really brought them out on that. And I was like, oh, this looks cute. I'll get it and try it. And yeah, it's great so far. Really, really good. Not really an indie game, but it's a game on the Switch that I doubt a lot of people know is on there. So it's close there enough. you go. That's my mm. recommendation. Reese, do you have yeah. them Rex? First of all is Valhalla Cyberpunk Bartender Action. That is the one I'll go into more because I just can't praise enough for that game. Then you've got a Hand Time, which is a puzzle platformer like Super Mario Sunshine. It's mostly inspired by that. It's a cute as heck platformer and that's actually their tagline. It's a little bit more mainstream. It's called AI The Somnium Files. It's made by a AAA developer, the same guys that made the Zero Escape series. If you like visual novels, if you like puzzles, and you like mind-bending and slightly obscure but funny anime games, you will like this. Fast RMX is a good Switch game. I think it's only on the Switch at the moment. It's like Wipeout. I think it's got a few developers from the people who made Wipeout, but instead of simply just going fast, you race along and you can get boosts if you choose the right colour for your car, for the right track. You'll understand if you watch the trailer, it's hard to explain. It's just a very quick and fun game, especially with friends because it's multiplayer, local as well. And finally, The Sexy Brutale. It's a bit of a weird title for a weird game. You are a ghost who has to stop people from dying but you can turn back time to stop them from dying. It's a bit like Ghost Story, if you've ever heard of that. Yes, I played that quite a bit. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, Yeah, Uh, is it Ghost Story or Ghost Time? Either way, yeah, it's a bit like that on the DS. It's a fantastic little game. I think it's also on PS4 and Xbox and PC, but it's also on Switch and it's a good time. That is £18. Valhalla is a bit of a passion of mine. It's a visual novel set in a cyberpunk future where you are not important. You are simply a bartender called Jill who is serving people just before her bar shuts down and she is forced to do literally anything else. You meet a huge cast of characters, you serve drinks, you save lives, and you listen to people's problems. It's got some great characterization, great storytelling, and overall has very little impact on the world it's set in, but it has a very big impact on the characters that it involves. I couldn't recommend it enough. There's this little indie game on the Switch called um, Undertale. <laughs> I, I don't think enough people have heard of it, though. 
I hear it, there's like some skelly boys in it. I don't know. Maybe you could try that. Yeah, there are some good skelly boys. There's bayonetta too. There's a lot of trussling and stuff in that game. Trussling of bones, perhaps. I know a couple, but they're not like Switch exclusive or anything. I'm just going to take easy options and say, hey, Stardew Valley exists and is on the Switch. Oh, yeah. Stardew Valley! Yeah. I've got Stardew Valley. Nice. And I had the other one in my mind, but now it is gone. Crypt of an Aquadancer. That's what's on the Switch. Oh, uh, yeah. Probably. They had a really good deal on the other day. I think it's passed, but I got it for about three quid, so I just used all of my gold points or something like that on Nintendo. Nice. I know there's a game on the Switch that's like Dodgy Valley, but you play as a cat, and it's called Cat's Tales, and I don't know if it's actually good, but it looked really cute, so that's my recommendation. Oh, cool. Is it Tales like a tale, or tale as in like a, a story? Like a tale. Oh, that makes me, what, to be what do you good. mean? <laughs> yeah, so it, it's just Dodgy Valley, but instead of people, it's cats. This does seem like something that you would approve of. Wait, oh, it's all one word. Yes. I'm going to say yes. I, I don't actually know. Now, normally we start with what we've been up to, but now is as good a time. So, start with song. How are you? Uh, uh, well, nothing has really changed. Not really done very much, but uh, I've seen like a couple shows. I watched the adaptation of Vinland Saga when that aired. That was pretty good, if not CG crowd shots and whatever. There was also a couple games. I picked up Pathfinder Kingmaker. Been looking at that. Pretty cool. Watched something of a romance anime lately called uh, 3D Kanonjo, Real Girl. Uh, it's badly animated and whatever, but that show sort of resonated with me on a particular level. I'm sure reading the synopsis you'll probably understand why. Because you are um, a 3D girl in a 3D world. <laughs> nah. Basically, it feels like a shoujo romance directed against like an atypical male love interest, basically. And like the whole thing with him is that he is like destined to become a neat otaku thing. It sort of explores how a relationship that unfolds sort of affects that, how it would sort of interact with various aspects of a relationship, that withdrawn nature. So I, I quite liked it. Does it have your seal of recommendation? Uh, um, I think I might be blinded by sentimentality, but like, it's not like especially good or anything. I liked it. Have you been watching How Else? I saw the first episode of Doro Hedoro the other day. Oh, how is that? I want to watch them. Oh, it's an interesting hook. I'll give it that. I'll leave it to you to <laughs> see where they go. There's like a lizard guy and the crazy mushroom wizards from another world who like hop into and out of another world. It's cool stuff. Visually relatively interesting. It's done the mapa thing of making things inexplicably CG in certain places though. Reese, what have you been up to? I haven't actually been watching almost anything because of where I'm living. I'm, I'm living with people who don't particularly like anime but take up the front room a lot and I don't actually have any way to watch anime because lots of technical issues. So I haven't been watching a lot but I have been reading a lot. I have been reading pretty much everything under the sun. I did literature at university so I'm reading a lot of literature, I'm reading a lot of comics, I'm reading a lot of graphic novels, webcomics, manga. I'll just go through a few of the things that I've been reading. First and foremost is Kiss and White Lily for My Dearest Girl. It's a lovely Yuri manga about two girls who, well, what is every Yuri manga about? It's about two girls who fall in love. Not uh, every Yuri but, manga. Uh, no, not every. <laughs> a lot are about but, two uh, girls uh, that hate lot each of... other and it's a bit weird. It is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> The main girl kind of resents the other for being so perfect and never having to seemingly try. Both kind of fall for each other for the wrong reasons, but it turns out really, really sweet. 
really, really lovely, like I say, kiss and a white lily for my dearest girl. I'd say the Japanese name, but I would butcher it. Also, do you want to go out or... That is the full title. It's more of a college-based Yuri. They kind of realise they're falling for each other. And so they immediately pretty much go out. But it's about their journey as a couple rather than being like, well, they won't they kind of thing. And it's really refreshing. But at the same time, it's sort of frustrating because it is a web manga rather than a published one. So it's not got that many chapters. But I still love it. Mm. And also just the regular stuff. Like, We Never Learn, the quintuple triplets. What else is there? A bit of grand. Blue, Hiro Yimi, Korisama, Kando. You can't uh, say you know. <laughs> uh, I know, I know, it's because I don't have it on my list at the moment. I put them in for Japanese for some strange reason. But there's the, the lackey and the delinquent girl. It's just lots of lots of Yankee manga. I love Yankee manga. <laughs> Yankee candles. Yankee and just to finish off, Yamada to Kanase-san. Or Kase-san. About a girl who does field track and another girl who likes plants. It's a lot better and a lot cuter than how I say it. What's Mog been up to? Also not that much, actually. I... What have I watched? Basically, I had some friends over around Christmas, and one of my friends is into a lot of, like, kind of the mainstream anime that I don't usually watch, and he got me to watch Mob Psycho 100. Oh! (laughs) Yes, that's a good show. Yeah, so you know what I'm like. I literally watch about one episode a year at this rate. So we binged watched the entire first season so i've watched the whole season and i literally said to him like this is the amount of anime that i would watch in like an entire year pretty much if not two Mm. so it was actually quite nice to just like because i never binge watch so it was nice to just sit and binge watch it was great i really liked it for me it was like a really new kind of concept i guess Mm -hmm. i'm so used to watching quite chill stuff that's aimed at I guess younger people and that's more like girly and stuff so Mob Psycho was quite I mean it had the comedy which was great and it had the kind of emotional bits but not too emotional because I don't like it when it gets too yeah people are flipping dying everywhere and it's all like really depressing but yeah I loved it so that was really good so at least I can say I've watched that have you watched any of the Um, second season yet no I heard that that starts to get more depressing and it's not as like say it's Funny. more depressing oh okay um, apparently it's a bit more hard-hitting apparently i don't know it, i think it's way better than the first season i like the first season yeah. a lot the second season it's much sweeter in more ways it's more of a finding okay. yourself story for mob the story yeah. of self-discovery there's a bit where it looks like it's going to get dark but it's a red herring and it doesn't actually get dark yeah. which annoyed me yeah. a bit because i'm like uh, i didn't need to do that they went stuff. like hard in on it for a moment <laughs> but like oh, the yeah. end of one episode is like oh it my god matter. and then you've got to wait a week then it's like now it's fine oh. <laughs> okay yeah so i might watch the second series then but yeah, yeah we watched the first one and that was nice he also gave me his Crunchyroll premium deets so Ooh. i've now got Ooh. that which is great because the ads were just annoying the only other thing i've been watching is love live school idol project second season which i'm sure none of you know or care about i but, had uh, some friends that were really into love live but they uh, played I, the I've mobile played, game i've played the mobile <laughs> game quite a bit but it's not really for me and then i watched the first season like last year quite a while ago and i don't know i just i kind of felt in the mood to watch something chill again so i was like why not watch the second season it's actually quite funny to be honest it's quite a good laugh 
I've been enjoying it but yeah apart from that I haven't been reading any manga at all no surprise there that's about it from me have you played any games that you haven't mentioned yet no I think it's just Star Ocean and Star Jump Ocean Quest. and Dragon Quest and been playing a shit ton of Final Fantasy uh, online <laughs> uh, got back into that again great no it's really really good and I think something tells me there was a game that I completed but it's you know like you just complete a game and you're like right and you <laughs> just carry yeah, on oh, oh, well, I can't even remember you playing Death Stranding Oh, no, that was my boyfriend. Oh, okay. Because it popped um, up on the PlayStation. And I'm like, oh, Mog's been playing Death Stranding a lot. She can talk yeah. about that on the podcast. <laughs> I followed... Uh, no, I did watch quite a lot of it. And so I followed quite a lot of the story and what was going on. And I saw, like, the ending and everything. So, yeah, I mean, I thought it looked enjoyable. I don't think it's really for me, which is why I didn't play it. A little bit too much running around and not, you know... The yeah. story was brilliant. Because I want like, to play I, it, but I know it's really long and I don't have a lot of time to commit yeah, to it, something like that. How? I shall have to play it for you and tell you if it is good or not. How long was Death Stranding, Tom? It wasn't that long, was it really? 31 hours, which isn't that long. Oh, okay, because I've seen for... people saying it's over 100 hours. That's if you do everything. If you just follow the main story, you can finish it a lot quicker. I thought it was really good. As I say, I was only really watching it. I think it was a really nice ending as well, because I think the worry for me was the game looked so fucking weird, and you're like, okay, how is this going to end? Like, this is just going to be some stupid-ass ending. That... But it actually really nicely pulled everything together. You still were like, what the fuck's going on? But at the same time, you were like, okay, it kind of makes sense. Kojima tends to be pretty good when it comes to endings. It's only really mm. in like MGS5 where that didn't happen because Konami's a fuck. Mm. <laughs> Fun. He's also great at naming yeah. characters like Die Hard Man. Yes. <laughs> oh god. Is there a character in the game that's actually called Death Stranding? No. Oh okay, because I heard there was and I couldn't tell if it was a joke or not. It must be Stranding, comma Death. No, what was oh, what was that guy's name? You had Die Hardman, and what was the other guy's name that you worked with? I don't remember. All I could remember was Die Hardman. The guy that like that oh, he guy. Oh, he was like something Stranding. Hartman. There's Hart- Dead Man, Dead Man, Fragile, yeah. Cliff, Die Hardman, Higgs, Emil, O'Brien, Jesse Corti, and Darren Jacobs. This uh, is why we should never let Kojima yeah. name anything. Yeah, but the oh, cool sorry, thing is, is when you work. get to know the characters, it makes total sense why that's oh, their names. Of course. Honestly. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, okay, yeah, no, no, you know, I see. That makes sense. Because on the outside, you think, what the fuck is up with it? But yeah, when you start to get to know the characters, you're like, oh, so that's why they're called that. That's kind of cool. Polygon have come out with figure out your Kojima name with my simple 11 page worksheet. The description is unlike most of Kojima games, it's not complex. Also, you need a full set of RPG dice. (laughs) I don't have the time to create my own one, so I haven't done it yet, but I implore anyone who's listening that they should. We can do it next episode. I know you watched a bit of something else as well that you've forgotten about. Oh, shit. You've wiped it from your memory because it was like five months ago and it was terrible. Mog also watched something about tanks. Oh, no. (laughs) 
I please didn't, tell me. I did Ooh. not. I watched please one episode of Tanks. Unless I'm losing my mind. Okay, what is it? What's the name? Hot Girls and Fanza. Yeah, I watched one episode and I was like, what the fuck is this absolute shit? And then I oh, is this based on the visual novel? No, it's the one where it's like Moe girls and they go to tank oh, school man. and they live on a warship. I swear, okay, I swear that is a visual novel. It's not. No, there's a visual novel where you date girls that are actual tanks. That's the one this I This is a, just of. a series about girls that drive tanks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, it was, okay. Um, that... Basically, the joke was I saw it and I'd heard of it before. And my boyfriend likes tanks and like war shit. So I was like, hey, tanks, so why don't you watch this anime with me? And he was like, oh, fine. So we sit down and it starts. And I'm like, what is this? I want <laughs> And you. it just got worse. And it was so boring and like nothing happened. And yeah. then we got to the end of the episode and we just looked at each other and I was like, it's fine, we won't watch anymore. <laughs> it's one of TLV's favourite anime. It was yeah, so bad. He would never shut up about it. It's garbage. He made me watch two episodes and I was like, don't make me watch more of this. Please. I just don't understand how he manages to be exactly wrong about everything. Like, it is. How does one man attain that level of wrongness? The thing is, I'm usually quite liberal when it comes to anime. I have watched some shows that people have absolutely shat on and said it's really bad and I'm like that is one of my favorite animes ever because <laughs> I'm usually a bit weird when it comes to like you know I tend to enjoy stuff that people don't like and it's very rare for me to watch one episode and be like no I can't even watch like the second one but I was just like no this was terrible <laughs> yes we have so... a seal of disapproval here <laughs> I love it so yeah I did wipe it from my memory thank you for reminding me James that's uh... <laughs> Uh, I've been up to a lot so I'll try and skim through my list of things because I've been watching lots of short things and playing lots of short games instead of playing like Final Fantasy XIV like you all have been I really need to play less of um, it I want to play other games but I've only been playing one of Mog's favourite games Ooh, I don't know if it's sarcastic or not no no it is That's actually one of your favourite games oh, oh well, that's alright then and um, <laughs> when I met you in person a bit ago you started talking about it and I'm like oh I've got to wait until the podcast before I can tell her that I've been playing oh, it oh shit really um, I can't even remember I'm going to take a guess at uh, Project Diva no I'll give you a clue of, sensei you mean like a teacher Nick I didn't know you could speak Japanese <laughs> Yeah, that is like one of my favourite games ever. Yeah, it's well Lollipop done. Chainsaw. Oh, do you know how badly I want to replay that and I can? He rumoured that there'd be more Lollipop Chainsaw, so maybe it'll get like a Steam version, or maybe oh, it'll so. get a sequel. A Steam version's probably more likely. You... I honestly don't even think a sequel is possible. Have you finished the game yet? I've not done the final boss, I've done everything else. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry, I played a little bit of Lollipop Chainsaw and I did not know this. I just wanted to make it clear to anyone that's listening. This is a game that had Tara Strong, so the voice of millions and millions of cartoon characters, but also was a collaboration between Suda51, you know, of No More Heroes, and the filmmaker James Gunn, you know, the guy who did Star Wars? Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's a lot of his, like, early humour sort of thing. He did a lot of the writing for it and that's probably why the game's so funny because playing it it's a little bit of a mess it's not terrible to play 
at the start it's a bit clunky because you don't have any moves you've got to buy them all and so you try and do combos but you just kind of get really long pauses at the end of normal attacks but as you get more combos it gets more playable but a lot of the fun is just like the dialogue between the characters and like the enemies and stuff yeah the story is definitely the best part of it for me yeah i found it hilarious and and like you say the gameplay it's basically like a devil may cry type game isn't it where you just beat up enemies it's not like amazing in the gameplay aspect but once you get all of your abilities it is so much fun to pull off all the combos and you just breeze through the game but i oh i played that game so much i got like a hundred percent of the achievements i sat for hours getting them i even found like you know like you used to be able to go to old game stores and they'd have the posters that they used to have on the for new game oh yeah they'd chuck them in like a bargain bin and people could buy them oh they did that at yours yeah they didn't do that at any game stores i've ever been into because i've asked and they've been like no we've got to destroy them because we're not allowed (laughs) yeah so this is not a game store as in game the company oh it's like an independent one more of an independent one yeah which is now sadly closed down but i went in there and they just had this huge basket of game posters and i had a sift through and i literally lost my shit the guy at the counter was like staring at me like what the fuck is wrong with this person <laughs> i was just like oh my god we got a lollipop chainsaw poster and it's got like out now and it's like like the official poster because there's no actual posters of the game that you can buy well why, why did they have to destroy it what sorry why did you say they had to destroy Oh me due to copyright yeah. reasons they have to destroy merchandise because I've asked at cinemas like oh do you keep the stands of the posters and stuff and they're like no we have to destroy it yeah. it's so that the people working there don't take them and then sell them on eBay and stuff yeah. oh okay someone should tell my sister that uh, <laughs> I just cause... yeah. <laughs> I'm not naming names <laughs> but <laughs> my sister may or may not take she doesn't sell them thankfully but she does give them away her posters and her merchandise and the various things that she gets from City World and she absolutely adores just giving away posters because well you know the giant ones they hang from the ceilings yeah. she loves getting them and then putting them in my brother's room while he sleeps <laughs> well now you know that your sister's a criminal so it's all <laughs> now uh, we always knew we always knew and that we have become a crime scene investigation and that guy who ran the independent shop will always be wondering how one person could like lollipop chainsaw that much when nobody <laughs> yep, bought the game apparently yeah so I paid about two quid for the poster bargain still up in my room in my parents house and yeah i really liked it it's it's a great game good laugh right i'm glad that you are uh well are you enjoying it i I have yeah i've really enjoyed it so far it's good i'm glad that you're enjoying it then other things i've been up to so i finally got around to watching the attack titan attack on titan <laughs> the do, attack titan. Yeah. Nice. It's actually they actually in the show say the attack titan. So it's oh, like no. I think it's a mistranslation the English title of Attack on Titan. Do you know what it's actually about? What the twist was? Oh, I know I know yeah, Alex I mean, knows, not, the not, Morgan no, Reese knows. <laughs> Uh, I know, I was told. I'm one of those people that really does not like Attack on Titan. My friend was massively into it, and I watched, I think it was 18 episodes of the first season, and I was so close to the end, but I just couldn't finish it. It just 
really, really annoyed me. The monologuing and the lack of plot progression just really annoyed me. So they're all trapped in the city and there's big titans outside so they can't leave. They're trying to get to the main character's dad's basement to find out his secret and they finally get there and skip ahead like two minutes if you don't want spoilers for this people listening. But they find his dad's diaries and the twist was that it's actually commentary on Jews the people <laughs> yeah um <laughs> so it, it suddenly goes into like a flashback and it, it's like people in a camp and they've got like armbands on with a star on like it's nazi germany <laughs> yeah it's like super one-to-one it, it's it's in- very clear it's about jewish people <laughs> so like wait, wait 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 so the titans are jewish people um magical jewish so people. so some jewish people ran away and they started their own city so the city they live in, the royal Jewish family built that, and that I think that's meant to be like Israel. Yeah, I think that's meant to be like Israel, <laughs> yeah, and the Titans represent feels... the people on the outside trying to invade. Oh, it's what? something along. Yeah, it's really weird. It's like really weird. I don't know where it's going. I'm gonna see what happens in the next anime adaptation. Basically, depending on how it goes, it is either going to be like an alright piece of fiction, or why is the writer here so horrendously anti-Semitic. There's no in-between. Yeah, it's weird. That's it's what either going to turn out to be really good or the creator is an anti-Semite. How? God damn it. I doubt this is going to be an, a new mouse or whatever it is. Um, it's called Mouse. The Jewish. Yeah. yeah, Mouse. It is Mouse by Art Spangleman. Yeah, I doubt it's going to be that. Did any of you see the anime documentary that got put on Netflix? Oh, but, no. no, but I've heard things. It's called Enter the Anime. I think we managed to watch... <laughs> 20 minutes and then we had to stop because <laughs> oh, no. I've never seen anything edited so badly you remember when you're in school and you learn how to use PowerPoint and then they show you how to use the effects in PowerPoint oh, so you put it on like every image <laughs> on your presentation oh, no. and have oh, no. word art everywhere it's like that but a documentary oh, dear. Um, so oh, like dear, dear, they'll dear. Just, it'll just be like normal interviews with someone and then the screen will just shatter and then it'll go into loads of smaller images of the person and like or change colour randomly. It, it was it was terrible. And the person that made it didn't know anything about anime. I think the idea behind it was they have loads of anime studios that work with Netflix and anime's popular, so they'd go and interview the people at the anime studios, yeah. which is a decent idea. But the person did it like a documentary. What is anime? What is Japan? There's a bit at the start where she's on a laptop and it flashes up with like, what is anime? She's typing that into Google. Oh. God. That is so cringy. Yeah, it's awful. There was an interview with her on the Anime News Network site. Zach, who was interviewing her, was a saint because he managed to not just say how terrible it was. But he asked her, like, poignant questions, and she's like, oh, well, people don't really know what anime is, that sort of thing. And her attitude, and like, oh, I was really interested. It's cool. It's like cartoons, but for adults. And it's like, oh. The first interview is with Guy who made the Castlevania cartoon, which isn't yeah. an anime, because it's made in... Wait, it's not? The Castlevania one, no. It's made in Texas. Okay, no, I, I thought people classified it as no, an anime. No, one Japanese person worked on the animation staff, so people say oh, a Japanese okay. person okay. worked. It's, it's, it's a cartoon in an anime style. Yeah. I'll be honest, I don't care for these semantic quibbles. Yeah. Or cartoons well, or anime. I... Fight me. <laughs> the second person they interviewed is... Oh, I forgot what his name 
name is, but he's American. He lives in Japan because he's a comic writer who just released an anime that I'll talk about in a minute that I watched. So that did actually make an anime, but it is an American person. I think part of it is Netflix want to blur the lines of what an anime is. Because if you saw the news... Netflix announced a few months ago that they're going to be releasing an original anime that is a He-Man remake. Worked. Yeah. Wait, they're making a He-Man, a Western cartoon, literally made to sell children. So they're, make, they're making a He-Man as an anime, remake, and it, it's being made in America, and it's being directed by Kevin Smith, who did Clerks and Dogma and Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> but they're calling it an anime. Yeah, just no. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, the point of comparison between. He- selling toys like that's literally what Gundam was for mm. well that's a good segue because don't watch that documentary <laughs> so I stopped watching that and I watched a documentary that NHK aired which was called Making Gundam the Inside Story and I highly recommend watching that documentary instead but they interview a bunch of the staff and it's about when they originally made the initial Gundam series in 1979 it's a really fascinating look into the industry and like how bad the conditions are because they're talking about like how the show originally was a failure and episodes got cut down and when the director announced it everyone in the room cheered because they were so overworked that they just they weren't sad that it was getting cut but they were like good that's less work (laughs) for us the art director collapsed of exhaustion and nearly died 11 episodes in and had to be hospitalized and then he's been interviewed and he's like i was watching the new episodes come out from my hospital bed and i was getting really angry and upset by all the mistakes in them but like i almost died so so it's really weird how that show was like a big failure at first but then the reason it was popular was Mm. because they made vinyls it was one of the first things to have vinyls with the soundtrack and they sold really well because they got the head artist to do the designs for the vinyl covers and it's like really beautiful art and those sold really well they were saying like oh they were getting letters in and they were getting a lot of letters from female fans saying they liked the show the drama in it which was not common back then because girls didn't watch anime a lot especially stuff with robots in it so that documentary (laughs) is really good I recommend. Yeah, I should watch that at some point. As soon as I watch Gundam, god damn it, I still haven't done that. I need to do it. After that, I watched the movie Gundam Narrative that was new. That was bad. Don't watch that. A game I played finally was Deltarune, <laughs> which it Ooh, only well, took me like two years. Yeah, I played that literally the day it came out. <laughs> yeah, I waited. I finally played it because it came out on like PS4. What did you guys think of it? Pretty good. There's some, I, there's some potential yeah, there. I really enjoyed it because I love the whole Undertale thing of not really sure what's going on but you kind of know what's going on and it's all like loads of questions and stuff. Obviously with this beginning of Deltarune it's like this is really interesting. What is going on here? Like loads and loads of questions. I was just like oh this is so cool but kind of creepy but cool you know like how Undertale is there's a big potential for like a total inversion of the formula for Undertale and what made that tick because in Undertale the big thing was that oh hey this is all dependent on your choices and you have agency in this that's all your moral choice and you've got to handle that but in Deltarune they've taken a very very different tack Mm. and I want to see how that develops so I thought the game was fine I didn't love it. The art style, I really liked borders around the side. The style of that, the music was excellent, as it's going to be. 
especially the battle theme. I keep listening to that because it's great. The battle system was really cool. How it's like Undertale, but you've got different characters with different actions and you had to stop one of your party members from like killing the enemies so you had to warn the enemies to dodge her attacks <laughs> as well. Yeah, it's a real progression like gameplay-wise because you can tell that Toby Fox, the designer, has really thought through all this stuff and thought like, how can I extend this particular principle or how can I apply this in this particular way? What I didn't like about the game was I wish it didn't have anything to do with Undertale because it was very hey remember Undertale trademark here's Sans for no reason he's running a hot dog shop it was a lot of speak to characters from Undertale for very long periods of time so you remember how much you like Undertale and I would have rather they just cut all that out and it was original and it had more plot a lot of it just felt like fan service I think it depends because basically depending on if further acts do come out then I imagine what Toby Fox is going to do is something interesting that will probably make us question things a bit yeah I mean it it was decent I enjoyed it Mm. but if I paid for it I would have been disappointed because it was free it was fine Mm. it's worth playing but if I paid I... for that, I would have been left wanting uh, a bit more. Underwhelmed. It's been a while since I played it, so I can't remember exactly. But I felt like the fact that they had characters from Undertale in it just added to the mystery because it was a lot of like, what timeline is this? What are we doing? Like, where are we? Right? What's what's happened before this has happened? And it was loads and loads of questions in the sense mm. of like, there's characters that are there that shouldn't really be there because of what happened in Undertale, and you're like, hmm, maybe. How the difference is you played it like day one I played it like Mm. a year and a half later where I heard Mm. a lot about it I knew that it was the initial concept he did for Undertale so it's not really connected and I knew that Mm. he was planning on doing like a full game instead now so I guess I approached it differently I'm willing to be wrong about the game basically I just saw oh hey new thing from Toby Fox oh hey download Mm. oh hey play ooh pretty good another game i played through was donut county oh i still really want to play it's uh it's worth playing because it's quite short it's similar to like katamari damacy but instead of getting bigger you know you are getting bigger actually instead of rolling thing up to get big you put things in hold to get big so it's like a little puzzle game it's a lot of fun it's quite charming i think my only issue with it was that it was quite short and the puzzles weren't particularly difficult the last couple of levels incorporate a bunch of different elements from previous puzzles in the game and that makes them really fun whereas a lot of the previous puzzles aren't really puzzles you just go around the room for a couple of minutes and they're really quick so as a concept it's really good but i wish they'd done a little bit more with it but again it's only one person working on the game so yeah yeah it was only one person pretty good there's a limited amount of stuff you can do with just for one person. Solo developers are becoming quite popular it is. recently, aren't they? I watched a animated movie by Studio Ponyuk, which is like an offshoot of, from a bunch of people that worked at Studio Ghibli, and that was three short films in one. That was quite good, I recommend it. The first one was about little crab people that live <laughs> in the river. I think they're just like small people, but they have like a crab arm on a stick 
Oh, that they used to grab things and they don't speak in it. There's two children with the dad and then the dad gets injured. Because the mother's floated away somewhere and so one of the children <laughs> tries to climb up to the surface to find her and then the dad saves them but he ends up getting injured and swept away so they're on their own and they go look for the dad. It's quite nice. The second one was about a single mother and her son who's allergic to egg and it was like a very... Okay. this Wait, is what to it's, egg? To eggs, yeah. So it's very... The film was about her being allergic to eggs. Her son was allergic to egg. What? So it's three shorts, so each one's only like 25, 30 minutes. Okay. Um, so this one, it's, like, it's like the struggles of a single parent and the struggles when you have to have dietary requirements and you've got to worry about stuff like what the child's eating because they were like, if they have egg, it'll kill them. Is this and she like, has to run out for different things one. and always keep an EpiPen on her. Shit. Is this aimed at like women then? So not to say like you're watching something that's for women, but you know, like, uh, what's the type of... You've insulted my manhood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's His masculinity the, is in shatters. What's the genre of anime that's Not, like aimed oh, at older uh, women? Jose. Yeah, Jose. Yeah, is so, it like that? Is it like um, actually meant? Maybe a little bit. I'm not quite sure. I think it's more of The movie was called Modest Heroes. This segment was just called Egg or something. I don't remember. <laughs> Modest Heroes. Oh, oh three shorts. Egg. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I see what you're saying now. That Now I've seen like a picture of it, it kind of makes more sense. So that okay, one anyway. was pretty good as well. And then the third short was about an invisible man, but I don't think he was actually invisible. I think the point is that he felt invisible because no one noticed him. So it was mm. about like anxieties and just feeling like you, you're not important. So he started to like disappear because he didn't feel like he was important in life, if that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Is it worth yeah. watching? Yeah, it's worth watching. I, I always feel really like bad now because the summary of that second one for the egg, it says <laughs> a human drama showing the love between a mother and a boy, and there was me like, what? Egg. Just, <laughs> egg. It's just it is called egg. <laughs> it's called samurai more, egg. egg. Oh. oh yeah, it is because he draws. He has an egg so he can get used to them and he draws <laughs> on it to make it look like a samurai oh, no. oh that's hard no I feel really mean I'm um, sorry Eggman Eggboy I like shorts samurai like egg. that that have like different people working on them and lots of little tales because they're quite nice and it didn't blow me away but it's it's worth watching just for like little yeah. tasters of what people can make I watched the Netflix anime Cannon Busters. Ah, I wanted to watch that. Um, not great. Okay. Is that the one with the guy with a gun for a head? No, that is something else. Oh, that's a different one. Oh, I, I, I still need to that. watch that one because I it's, watch that. <laughs> it seems ridiculous. Um, that's yeah. No Gun's Life. That's the one based off the graphic novel. Yeah, so Cannon Busters yeah. was a short graphic novel which got cancelled. Then he was trying to make it into an anime for years. He finally has, and it's an actual anime. It's made in Japan, even though it's English because it's got an American feel to it. It's like a sci-fi western. It's about a robot girl, like a humanoid robot girl. She's like the aide to a prince and the kingdom gets attacked and so she ends up going on a journey to try and find the lost prince. And she bumps into... I've completely forgot the main character's name now. Will Smith. <laughs> no, it's it's a pun. I need to look it up. Oh, is, is it Billy the Kid? I think it's Billy the Kid. Oh no, it's Philly the Kid. Ah... Uh... 
who has an afro and he's got a really cool design and his deal is that he's immortal so every time he dies he comes back to life and a tattoo appears on his body with how many times he's died that's pretty cool which that's is cool. really cool and he has a cadillac it turns into like a mecha bull but it controls like an arcade machine so he has to put quarters in it he has an amazing amount um, of hair this is the least practical form of locomotion i think i've ever heard of. so i watched the first episode and i was like this is amazing sci-fi westerns aren't a thing you normally get this trigon that's about it the art design's great the animation's great but as you watch more of it it just isn't good the main character philly the kid doesn't have any redeeming features he's just an asshole but okay, he doesn't okay. it's trying to be like western shows like trigon and kawa bebop space dandy for example like watanabe shows but if you take space dandy he's an asshole but he's the butt of the jokes and at the end of the episode yeah. he at least does something good and there's something redeeming whereas philly the kid is always terrible and he's always <laughs> lying to people and blackmailing people there's like a little robot girl in it and she tries to get herself crushed because she's like oh i'm no use because philly's always saying i'm just getting in the way and then at the end he doesn't care at all and it's like wow, yeah like he is an asshole, asshole. He's meant to be the likeable hero and he's not really. And then the plot is weird because half the plot is set about the prince. His kingdom getting overthrown and there's some magic wizard that is actually his brother. And it's like half the show you're watching is Trigon. And then some episodes it'll keep switching and it'll become Avatar The Last Airbender. But it's the stuff about the fire prince. But he's not as cool. And then it goes back to Trigon. It just doesn't work. It's really forgettable. So I don't recommend Cannon Busters which is sad that sounds really disappointing yeah because that feels like it had a lot of potential and then you just listed the many ways in which it failed the art design's really cool though so that's the good thing I will say I'm currently on the Cannon Busters fandom wiki and I've gone on to Philly the Kids page under biological information it has date of death ongoing <laughs> that's yeah, really good that, I like that I like that <laughs> I've been playing some the Phoenix Wright that's good mm. Oh, I love Phoenix, right? What game are you on? Because there's three the in the first series. one still. You're still on the first? Okay, it's still a really yeah, good one. Yeah, so I can't say much about that. I can just say I'm really enjoying it. It's fun. What chapter are you on? Four. Four. Okay, so you're near the end of it. I think so. I think, yeah, I think there's five chapters. I think that, yeah, there's, well, there's cases, aren't there? So you've done the first one, done the second one, third. So yeah, you must be on the fourth or mm. fifth. It's a lot of fun. I watched Street Fighter 2 the movie. <laughs> Wait, there's a second one? So it's a movie based off Street Fighter 2 the game. I don't know why we watched this. We watched it dubbed as well. Because it came out in the 90s, it was like a Manga UK release. And so they removed the original soundtrack and replaced it with like hip hop music from the 90s. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> And it, it's it's amusing. There's one scene where like, this rap song is playing really loud, and it kind of blocks out the speech because it's too loud. I enjoyed it quite a lot, but it's something that's worth watching if you like Street Fighter. If you don't know anything about Street Fighter, it's not worth watching because it's one of those all the characters are in it, but it makes sense for them to be in it. It doesn't feel forced. The animation's really nice. It's just a nice animated film. But the best bit is in the ending credits, it's got Ryu walking down like a highway in America with the slow music playing as the credits roll. And then the credits stop and there's like a horn and Ryu turns around and Bison is driving a 16 wheeler truck at him. And, <laughs> and he jump kicks into the air towards the truck and then it goes to be continued. Oh, God. <laughs> so. So they obviously knew it wasn't getting any sort of sequel. <sighs> 
Oh, of so, course. It said to be continued, I, so one day maybe it'll get a sequel. I really want there to be a fan continuation of it now. <laughs> just, just, I just want to see that fight. Bison in a truck versus Ryu on foot. It was so random. Ryu was just, he barefoot? What? Ryu yeah, he was barefoot. The truck and yeah, he was barefoot. So... <laughs> I watched wow. an animated movie called In This Corner of the World, which came out a couple of years ago. It's a period drama, so it's set just before and during World War Two, from the viewpoint of a young woman as she comes into womanhood from being a child. She yeah. ends up being in, a, I guess it's a kind of arranged marriage, where an admirer goes to her parents and, and proposes. So she ends up moving to the city and living with her new husband's family, trying to deal with Japan as it goes into the war and stuff starts to get rationed. It's really good, as you'd expect from Japanese war films, to be fair. It's really depressing, though, as you may also guess from Japanese war films. <laughs> oh, an arranged marriage that goes into the Japanese war. Yeah, that doesn't sound depressing yeah. at all. Yeah, I can't see how any of this could possibly go wrong at all. Like the stuff like her childhood friend turns up partway through, who joins the Navy, is like, oh, come with me instead because I love you. And then she's like, oh, I can't now because I'm in love with my husband. There's a really good bit towards the end where obviously Japan loses the war. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers for World War Two. I can't believe you Spoilers do Spoilers for real life. And then it's like the broadcast on the radio saying they lost and she starts getting really angry and she's like what's what's the point why have we been suffering so much and going through all this just for them to give up mm-hmm. so it's really good depiction of the japanese ideology at the time yeah like the psyche inherent in that is interesting mm. my only issue with the film was it moves very fast there's constant time skips and it's really hard to keep track of what's happening there's a bit where it's like oh my brother died now a week ago so we've gone to his funeral it's sort of skimmed over and i completely forgot she had a brother because he was in it for a couple of minutes at the start and then this is like an hour and a half into the film but yeah it's good i would recommend in this corner of the world i did the playstation now free trial a while ago because I was off. Oh, how was that? Um, I'm considering getting it when I have more money for the year because it's only 50 quid for the year now. Oh, really? It's yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there that I actually want to play. You don't have to stream a lot of it. You can actually download it. Oh, I thought you could download all of it. You can't download the PS3 games. You have to stream those, but the PS4 and PS2 uh, no, ones you can sense. download. But there was, this, there was this anime on there that I... Wait, there was an a-, a series? Yeah, it was like an it. anime series that... that I watched, but it didn't have an ending for some reason. Oh, that's weird. What it was, was called it Azura's Wrath. <laughs> <laughs> you magnificent bastard. Uh, so, so I played through <laughs> Azura's Wrath. Do you all know Azura's Wrath? Yes, yes. Baby. Yeah. yeah, so it was infamous at the time for coming out because it's mainly quick time events video game. Yes. I mean, to be fair, they did kind of patch in an ending. The ending was DLC, supposedly, is what I'd heard before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I really like the art style, so I mm. went in with low expectations, and I really, really enjoyed Asura's Wrath. It's really good. <laughs> you see, a similar sort of thing happened to me with Alan Wake. Alan Wake ends on a cliffhanger that it was one of Xbox's big first-party games, and they got constantly delayed. They eventually were just like, yeah, we'll release it, but we won't give you the ending until you buy DLC. <laughs> And it was really fucking annoying because, what, 12-year-old me couldn't afford the DLC. So Azura's Wrath is actually made like an anime. It consists of 20-minute episodes. It's extremely Uh, shallow. Yeah, like halfway through the episodes, there's an eye-catcher, like there's an ad break in between. And it has like a next episode preview at the end of every bit. Mainly cutscenes, but the cutscenes 
look great. The voice acting is great. The story's really good because it's like sci-fi Hinduism where Azura is betrayed because one of the other gods kills the emperor and frames him for it. And then he gets thrown down to hell and he climbs out of hell, but it's like a thousand years later and the world's in ruin. And so he gets angry and kills all the gods. I was really hooked. As you do. I was really hooked on it. I loved it. Even if it is a QTE game, some mental stuff happens in it. One of the boss fights is on the moon. The moon, yeah, the moon. I was and like, the oh, guy, that was really the good. other guy has a sword, and he stabs Azra with the sword. The sword gets longer. He stabs him from the moon. On the end of the sword, he shoots through space into <laughs> Earth. Then the sword goes all the way through the Earth and comes That's... out the other side. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's a bit where he. How many hands does he, he have? He has many. eight, six, six or eight. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it, it he varies. has six or eight or something like that. But I know there's a bit where he's fighting a god. And the god is, like, squishing him with his finger, and he's, like, punching his finger, like, a million times a second. It's the only thing I know yeah, about Yeah, one of game. the gods yeah. makes themselves bigger than the planet, and so he just pokes him on the surface of the Earth. And then he punches yeah. him so hard he explodes. And that's the first boss. If it I is the first correctly. boss, then it's yeah. all up from there. It, it goes up from there. <laughs> okay, yeah. I may have to The, watch the thing this. that's oh, surprising me. is... I'd heard that it has no ending, but it kind of does end. So he does get his revenge. Everything's resolved, but yeah. there's one but... small... There's one small plot hole, and then when you finish the game, it's like, there's a secret chapter... I didn't do good enough to get the secret chapter. So I'm assuming the secret chapter then keeps the story going and it's like by the DLC. But if you don't play the secret chapter, it's fine, the game ends. So it's a bit like Kingdom Hearts. I'm going to say yes, but I wouldn't know because I've not played it. <laughs> oh, I thought at least one person here would get that. No, Kingdom Hearts 3 definitely has an ending, but because of how convoluted and how many plot lines there are, it could only really end like one or two plot lines. The ones that everyone wants to know and wants to play the ending of, they haven't released and they're only going to be releasing a year to the day after the game comes out as DLC. I think it's quite a hefty price tag for that DLC. Mm. If you want your answers, you've got to buy the base game and the DLC just to get the answers to a, what, close to 15-year-old question. I mean, this is not exactly out of the bounds of what can possibly happen with regards to Kingdom Hearts. Because... Oh no, definitely true. <laughs> they made people buy seven or eight different games on seven or eight different consoles just to get the main story. I swear that IP has like single-handedly kept Square Enix up for quite a while because just uh... like the amount of money that people have spent on it. Oh, don't, don't. I'm so glad that A, they've released the Story So Far collection, which is like all of the games and all of the information you need up until three. And they've also released that on both PS4 and Xbox One. So Xbox people can now also play it. It's great. But if I knew that was happening in like 2012, when all of the games on all of the consoles were coming out, I'd be like, yeah, I'm just going to wait. <laughs> My partner's got them all, but I've only played a little bit of the first one. And I was like, oh, it's tedious and wacker. And then I got a bit <laughs> bored and didn't play more. But I should. That's exactly what happened to me is when it came out i was in high school and um one of my friends was just obsessed with it she used to bloody ship roxas and sora and, or roxas and axel oh, or whatever no. 
Anyway, I tried to play it and I was just like, this is just confusing, it's annoying, it was too difficult for me because I'm bad at games, so I got annoyed. I remember being stuck in bloody Twilight Town because I was like, where the fuck am I going? And I just had a really bad experience of it, yeah. uh, so I couldn't be bothered. And I mean, the story is like, what you know, what's happening? So I just haven't played it since. But I will play more because so... I've got them all, so I might as well. And I know I'll <laughs> yeah. enjoy it if I play far enough into the franchise it's just getting myself to play that far in because it's like oh you'll enjoy it after 20 hours and I'm like, ah. <laughs> if you really want to know the story just watch the cutscenes i remember before kingdom hearts 3 came out i had just played all of the games in order and i still watched all the cutscenes because i didn't know what the hell was going on it's about a six hour slog and i did it three times so i finally knew what happened it is a complex game so you might as well you don't want to play the games but you want to know what's going on just watch the cutscenes i had to do mental maths then to try and figure out how we got onto <laughs> kingdom hearts for a second gotta get the quadratic <laughs> formulas for kingdom hearts yeah no luckily I have never played Kingdom Hearts and Foy never will and I am not interested at all so yeah, <laughs> I don't have to deal with it something else I watched was the Fate movie Heaven's Feel 2 <laughs> I didn't like Fate Stay Night Heaven's Feel 2 it felt like kind of creepy gore I mean, stuff and I'm like ah, no no, I'll pass yeah I, I haven't actually seen or read through the Heaven's Feel route so I don't actually know what I'm talking it, about it, but that seems like something that would probably happen it felt like feel. it was being fetishy about cannibalism and I'm like ah no uh. no okay <laughs> that's not what I expected uh, okay yeah because the girl in it that no one likes it's about her and she has to well, yeah. eat people to keep living well, but it's a bit like look at this sexy girl covered in blood who just had her arm of... chopped off and it's like oh no oh. this is a lot of stuff I didn't know about I'm, I'm gonna have to educate myself and then go on a long diatribe on what, what the fuck just happened I mean maybe I'm just looking at it wrong I don't know, because the last few Fate things I watched I really enjoyed, and then I was like um, no thank you. I watched the new Fruits Basket series that got made and uh, I enjoyed it. I don't love it, but I don't hmm. think I'm the target audience for Fruits Basket watching more of it. That's I'm very like, oh I see who this series is for quiet young girls that are nice and are like, <laughs> why can't I get a hot boy because I'm nice <laughs> Because it's very aimed at, like, teenage girls that do okay in school. It's aimed at the average girl, but which is quite nice because it's quite refreshing to have, like, more seemingly relatable characters, yeah. even if all the male hot guys turn into animals. Wait, what? That's the plot of Fruits Basket. Fuck. They're the, the Zodiacs, so if someone of the opposite gender hugs them, they turn into an animal. It's actually that's, that's portrayed very, very deeply. Like, it's actually family curse and like literally the entire family are completely like mentally fucked up yeah all the they characters basically, have like issues yeah they Oops. all have like these horrible issues and then Toru comes along she's like oh I'm a lovely girl and I'm nice and then everyone's like oh my god Toru you've changed my life and then it's <laughs> it's all happy well it's not happy at all but I loved Fruits Basket it was actually the first anime I ever watched because my friend showed it to me and that's how I got into anime looking back on it now it's like the harem animes that I hate when you've got the main guy yeah. and all the girls and he's yeah. just like he can do no wrong all the girls love him he's amazing you know they all just flock around him and it's basically that but with a girl instead 
it's not too bad though uh, i would recommend you watch it you'll probably like oh yeah like it's good i'm not saying it's not good but it can get a little bit sickening when toru's like Mm -hmm. perfect pretty much i watched the opposite of fruits basket about the true perfect uh no because they finally added all of it onto netflix because it was trapped in netflix jail which was a new backy the grappler This is the third season of Baki. I've watched the first two, but they came out in the early 2000s. So the new one assumes you haven't seen the first two. So even though it's a continuation, there's not a lot of plot to Baki anyway. When a character appears from the first two seasons, it's like, this character is this person. And it gives you 10 seconds, all you need to know about the character. I love Baki. It's beautiful. (laughs) It's about a muscle boy. (laughs) It's about a muscle who is also a boy. He is. The plot is simply that his father is the strongest man in the world. And his father's an ass. He's the main villain, so Baki wants to become strong enough to beat up his dad. His father's so strong that it's, like, not humanly possible strong that, like, all the countries bound down to him. He can fight armies single-handedly. In the manga, every time they've had a new president elected, there's a scene where the father meets the president, and then uh, when it was Trump, Trump wet himself. (laughs) What? as he does. I can get behind this. This season was a death row convicts arc, so it's about five people on death's row that survive their executions and break (laughs) out of prison and they all come to Japan because they want to taste defeat. And so the series is just them fighting against a bunch of the main characters from the past two seasons in like a battle royale but happening across Tokyo so they could get attacked at any time in any place. If you want to watch just mindless, big, muscly men punching each other, it's as good as you can get. I mean, as close an approximation to men you can get with that muscular chest. It's it's really gory, which I like because it's not creep-out gore, it's like shock value, good horror movie gore, if that makes sense. The second season wasn't as strong as the first half because... They sort of deal with all the really good convicts in the first half, and then in the second season, uh. there's like a guy who's very good at gripping stuff. He's got a very good grip, so he can hang on to ceilings. And then there's another guy who's got a stinky hand. That's his thing. <laughs> What is this dragon ball? Uh, He's a poison master, and so his his hand is poison. So he puts it on people's mouths, and then they die. Nice, (laughs) nice. The main character Baki isn't actually even in it that much. He's got like a subplot. It's like a romance between him and this girl, but it's a weird romance where it's like, are they gonna have sex? Romance. It's more about him losing his virginity, which is really weird. That is very weird. It's like they're awkward around each other. She was in it previously, so it's like they were kind of already going out. But there's a scene where she comes into his bedroom and she like sneaks in, thinking he's asleep, and goes into bed behind him. The camera pans around and Baki's dad is stood at the end of the bed staring at them. (laughs) And he's like, (laughs) he's like, you should just do it. It'll make you stronger, like me. Oh god. god. It's just it's, so it's really weird. And there's a whole I, I, thing like, oh you become a stronger person by losing I, your virginity. It was strange, but it was so funny. I don't think there's ever been a more crystallized form of toxic masculinity. And then like holy shit. After that there was an episode with about Muhammad Ali. They like added law. There's a whole thing where it's like a flashback and Muhammad Ali met the dad in the past and fought him. <laughs> And it's like, oh, Muhammad Ali, he wasn't actually boxing. He actually was trying to perfect his own fighting style to surpass 
all else but because he went to prison for a while because he refused to be drafted in the war he went out of practice and so he couldn't perfect his fighting style so now Muhammad Ali's son has taken up the reins and uh, so the next season is going to be about Muhammad Ali's son as well and I assume this is also a backdrop of Baki's dad like punching a nuke or something that's yet to happen but I wouldn't be surprised if it did happen it's going to happen in, in the first season there's a scene where he's about to fight Baki and then yeah. there's an earthquake and he punches the ground to stop the earthquake <laughs> okay <laughs> Oh, it, it, it's so good. Other than that, I watched a new series from last season called Stars Align, which is about tennis. And huh. it's about a high school tennis club. They're the worst tennis club. And they're at <laughs> risk of getting shut down because, like, for three years, they've not won a tennis match at all. It's doubles tennis, so that's, like, the excuse. And the head of the club, his older brother used to run it, and it used to be, like, award-winning, so he doesn't want it to get shut down. And then his childhood friend transfers into the school, and he's got really good reflexes, and so he tries to get him to join the tennis club. So it's about them gaining friendship and playing tennis. Except it's not actually about that. It's actually about all the characters having abusive parents at home. Oh, lovely. Huh. Interesting twist. Yeah, so the first episode's like normal, and then there's like happy music in the ending credits, and then the happy music stops. And one of the characters lives just with their mum, and then the dad turns up and he's like, oh, this is where you're living now. Have you got money? And then he like beats up his son and steals money. One of them about Fuck. someone's mother hating them. There's one of them that's like, or oh, as a baby, their mother poured water from a kettle on top of them. What the what? Fuck? Yeah, okay, it's. I have to watch this to figure out what's going. It on. gets Why a bit. Why watch that though? It's a bit depressing. Because it's about I mean, them overcoming their problems at home and finding a place to belong with friends. This feels right. more than a little uh, contrived. Okay. Um, it it is lie. a little over melodramatic that every single character. No, one character has a nice home life out of like nine. There's one character who his dad hates him because he doesn't play football. <laughs> so, so, so the dad like used to be a footballer till he got injured so he wants his sons to be like footballers oh of course and yeah. then his two brothers do it but he stopped doing it when he was eight and his dad never forgave him and his dad like pushes him down the stairs and he breaks his arm in one of the scenes what the fuck so stupid I mean you do to be honest get parents that are like that that are like oh my son's gonna be a sports star yeah so he's kind of going for that oh you won't play football so i'm gonna push you down the stairs like really oh jeez so the show is like very dark there's a good thing though one of the characters is like lgbt representation which is really nice oh that's cool they're like non-binary so it's like them discovering themselves they've got a crush on one of the other characters and then the main character's like i don't care if you have a crush on them (laughs) and then the main character's like it's fine if you have a crush on someone i don't care if you're gay just join the tennis club oh sort of thing so that's nice i don't care who you are so long as you play sports good i really enjoyed the show however it just stops Hmm. because it was meant to be double the length and then did it just get cancelled yeah before it aired they were just like you're gonna get half the episodes they, so you can sort of see that because not all the characters are developed properly so you can tell they rushed some of it and then it just doesn't yeah. end the creator was like there will be an ending but I don't know how he <laughs> says it may not necessarily be in anime form so maybe he'll make a manga maybe he'll write a novel I don't know yeah that show is alright I mean it'll be nice um, I'm almost done with my stuff now um, Holy, do you know James we've been talking about your stuff for like 45 minutes <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, to be fair, we talked about lollipop chainsaw and Kingdom Hearts for a while. I know, but it's just funny because there's me trying. like, oh, I've watched two animes, and Alex like, oh, I've watched a couple of anime, and then it's just like, well, I <laughs> an hour later. I watched a lot. You have watched a lot. I think I... we all know who the true yeah, lead is. We we got the game Watam. Have any of you seen Watam? Oh, Watam. No. It rings a bell. No. So it's got released. I think it was like beginning of December. Yeah, it's made by the same person who did Katamari. Yeah, it's by the Katamari creator. Huh. It's come out on like everything as well. It's, it's a happy game, or maybe it's not a happy game. I don't know. It's, it's a weird game where <laughs> there's little characters in it. The characters are like shapes or objects. And it's something like the world's ended and there's only one of them left and he's very sad. But then all the other characters Aww. start appearing and joining together and rebuilding the world so we all get happy. <laughs> you discover new things, new people, and you can hold hands with other characters and form circles to dance. And <laughs> one of them's got a hat and he takes it off and it makes like a little explosion and it makes everyone happy. It's just a really <laughs> cheerful little game because I'm playing it with Lydia because yeah. it's co-op so we can both be a character. And it's just very zany Aww. and cute. So I recommend Watam. There's not a lot going on in it, but it's nice. It's chill. Because it will like, cute. it's like, oh, we've had a bad day. Let's play Watam for like half an hour. <laughs> There's a character that is a mouth. And if it eats other characters, they turn into poop. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a character right. there's a character that is a toilet and he can flush other characters and make them gold and then there's a character that's a tree and if the tree eats someone they turn into fruit there's a character that's a nose as well it's like stuff like that it's very odd but it's cute wait just the nose yeah, yeah. he's a nose he can smell things okay. well, makes sense. so if you have you know, like it's... a puzzle and it requires smelling he's always there for you to smell <laughs> And then the last thing I watched was because it also finally all got added to Netflix, Carol and Tuesday. Yep. Oh, I yet to watch uh, that. Good show. That is good? just an excellent show. show. Yeah. I loved it. It's really, really good because it's yeah. just about two girls that want to want to make music and have fun in not America. They just like Cindy Lauper, but then they realise that they can use their music for political statements, for yeah. anti-Trump political statements that warm your heart. I didn't. I didn't actually interpret it as directly America. I actually saw like something of a, a, a British vibe going on as well. But like that's probably just because like there's some similarities I mean, going on. There's, there's a presidential election in it for the president of Mars, and all of her supporters are holding up red signs that look like the Trump signs, and that's some of true. them have like oh, the hats no. that look like the "Make America Great Again" hats. That's true, and but she does have a passing resemblance to Theresa May. That is true, and her policies are deport the immigrants back yeah, to Earth. and Jerry does basically just look like Nigel Farage. Mm. That show made me really happy. It's really sweet. The music in it's all excellent. I've been listening to it at work because it's like genuine music. And yeah, Carol and Tuesday is very pretty. That's all my stuff. That did take a while. OG Bulldog for life is all I'm going to say. Oh, OG Bulldog. He's the best. <laughs> right, should we run through a few news things? I'll pick some entertaining cool. stuff before we finish. Sure. Um, like Overwatch 2 being Overwatch 1. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, I don't it's Overwatch play Overwatch 1 with a Pixar yeah, so, though Overwatch 1 is getting all the content that Overwatch 2 is going to have so there's no point getting well, Overwatch 2 so is it a bit like a reverse DLC yeah. it's weird in the, it's basically you get the PvE content on Overwatch 2 and the PvP content on Overwatch 1 I don't really know it's just weird yeah they didn't really spell it out very well did they I mean really it's basically just a means of them getting more money so they don't really care I mean but it's Blizzard Activision they have all the money 
But they need more all the money. That's how large companies work. (laughs) Another news article I've got is, if you know Grandia, the JRPG, it got a release on Steam, like a HD remaster, and there was a mistake in the German version. When a character attacks... I've forgotten what the word for attack is in German, but the word they accidentally put is Fräulein, which means woman. (laughs) So every time a character attacks, it flashes up on the screen with woman. Woman? (laughs) What does it mean? What what does it mean? Yeah. Woman. Oh my god. Oh. Actually, Tom might know. Tom, what's the German word for attack? I feel like you'd know. You don't know? It's very random knowledge. I'd be surprised. Oh, if Tom did. has so much random knowledge. It's amazing. And especially stuff to do with like countries and like war and stuff. Because he's got like his little army men. I thought he might know. <laughs> he might know what, <laughs> what attack oh. is in German. But I think um, you just Googled it. Oh, it's just it attack. Now. Attack. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was something like there was a translation error, so when you attack an enemy, it comes up with Fräulein instead. Woman! Oh, there was a Nintendo thing direct a while ago where they announced the most important game, which was Deadly Premonition 2. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They, can't they also released a HD remaster for the Switch, which apparently isn't yeah. bad because they fixed the view of the bugs. Oh, nice. Um, which is great because like why would they make a sequel to deadly premonition yeah. i'm not complaining it, but it's it like the last anymore, thing you'd expect but i'm interested to see what they'll do with it well i mean i guess he can solve more things like yeah it's more mysteries ain't, ain't, more mysteries ain't nobody gonna stop francis york morgan that from solving was a his weird mysteries. ass game though holy crap yeah I still can't believe that you have a car and you have to manually drive it everywhere, which, which is fine. You know, some games do that. But the fact that it has a gas meter that <laughs> if you run out of gas, that's it. You have to then walk to a gas station, pay for more gas, grab the gas, and then walk all the way back and then fill it up. And then you can go. Well, that is doesn't matter how far away you are. Bruce. When you get a car, that is the beauty. I know this. Of... I, if I have to do that one day, I don't want a car. <laughs> There was an interview with the voice actress for Luffy from One Piece. And because I think she's like 65 or 70 or something now. So people were like, One Piece is lasting a while and you're very old. She's like, yes. So they were like, or if you died, who would voice Luffy? And she was like, the only person I would be happy with voicing Luffy is the voice actress who voices Goku. And they were like, but she's like 85. She's older than you. She was like, yes. <laughs> this series dies with me. Uh, what other interesting news do I have? There was an Italian bank that had to remove ads it had because they were posted online and people noticed that the art was a little similar. I'll put it in here. Maybe, maybe you, you will see. So the art they used in the bank ad is just the main characters from My Hero Academia, but they uh, <laughs> Color palettes, but no. they just like removed a couple of them and then <laughs> like made it look different. That's really bad. They straightened his cravat. It's, it's like let me borrow your homework and just change it a little so no one notices. Even, even uh, the, <laughs> what they what? The bit that just, gets well, me they've is got the same legs for yeah. No. They've replaced uh, see, but of course. Of course, she's in the fog position. 
there was an interview with the Gundam creator Yoshiyuki Tomino recently, and he's well known for being a bit insane when it comes to stuff. They were asking him about Makoto Shinkai, who's a director he made Your Name, which was a huge movie, because he's got a new movie out as well now. And he did like five centimeters per second, which is the one people tend to know. Because he's really popular and Tomino was sort of criticizing him because he said he sees him as a rival. But he says, I guess because he's young, he makes movies for young people that people like. What he said was, it's the sort of movies where two teenagers are reaching out their hands to each other, trying to grasp each other's hands, but the boy never reaches for the girl's crotch. (laughs) What? (laughs) Depressingly accurate. Which which is true, but... (laughs) Yes. Because it's very like, all his movies are very two teenagers in love, kept apart, will they meet each Mm. other again? Yeah, he's very much something of a one-note Yeah, so Tom knows, like, they're not very (laughs) adult works, they don't explore a lot of themes, but he just, like, phrased it incredibly badly. (laughs) You know, probably deliberately, because he's like, how can I generate the most interest here? Yeah. I don't think this is news anymore, because the game's been out for a while, but if you zoom in on the crotch of the main character in Death Stranding (laughs) too much, he punches the camera. (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) Hey, they did that in Lollipop Chainsaw, didn't they? Or... They did. No, that was like an achievement. And it's an it? achievement, yeah. yeah. Oh, got to look God. under her I... skirt. Isn't it something like you got to look under her skirt ten times? Or am I thinking of near Automata? I think that's yeah. near. With yeah. near, she yeah. pushes the camera away if you try and do it. So, like, you can't yeah. actually do it. It's bad that I know that. <laughs> what other news do I have? Valve is banning Dota 2 players for up to 20 years. What? Presumably for uh, cheating. Yeah, right? for toxic behaviour. If you're toxic, you get a 20 year ban. Oh, God. Then it, you're it, old. It's a free game. They just. Yeah. There goes the player base of Dota 2. <laughs> the company that makes the Mario and Luigi RPG games went bankrupt a while ago. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, I wonder who will save the IP, though. Well, apparently there... Oh, no, it's not the same company, is it? There has been news recently that there will be a uh, new 2D Metroid and a new Paper Mario game. Ooh. Not a new Mario and Luigi game no, that this year. Me going through i've got info on the playstation 5 that is now outdated i've got info <laughs> about the hong kong riots which doesn't need to be mentioned anymore i mean isn't it still, go- it still is. going on it's the info that um, yeah. oh, because there was that huge thing with the hearthstone player that got banned for supporting the hong kong riots yeah, so people started using yeah. may from overwatch as a mascot for hong kong liberation yeah and, and oh, blizzard I, I, was I really uncomfortable because <laughs> because blizzard is like standing with a chinese i still can't this. believe that even America, like the American government, stood up and were just like, "Yeah, you did wrong." Mm. Uh, Conan O'Brien appears in Death Stranding. That is also outdated news. <laughs> There's quite a few of them, uh, a few celebrities, aren't there? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I looked. I looked it up earlier. There's uh, Conan O'Brien. Hold on. Did you know there's rumours of a Resident Evil Three remake? Ooh. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Never would have guessed. This is a while ago. It's like beginning of November. I'm catching up. So there was a thing with Studio Gainax, who is the animation studio that did a bunch of... I was going to say a bunch of anime then. That's a bit obvious. They were set up in like the late 80s by a group of university students. as like an independent anime studio and then they went big making things like Gunbuster and Evangelion. They've had like a downfall in recent years and someone who was the head, he was only the head for like a year or two. He was arrested because he sexually harassed women back when he was like an idol manager apparently. Um, 
and people in the news were saying he was from the studio that made Evangelion and so the director of Evangelion Hideki Anno got really angry at this because he's uh-huh. doing new Evangelion movies in a separate studio and so uh-huh. he came clean he did an interview where he's like we have nothing to do with Gainax anymore and he like tore the studio apart where he was Damn. saying like all the people that originally started it have pretty much left they're not doing a lot of stuff now he was like oh they started up a bunch of small companies for them to go bankrupt as like a money scheme they went hugely in debt he said he like personally lent them loads of money because one of his friends asked for money and then like he moved out he took the rights to evangelion but he let them have marketing rights they started selling off a bunch of ips to make money because they got in debt so that's why the flcl sequels happened because they sold those off and they also sold off gunbuster which was one of hideki anno's properties so that's one of the reasons he left gainax because he was really angry about that so that's a shame when it's like good companies gone bad i bet you kojima sorry not kojima konami at one point was a decent company but not so yeah it happens a lot with like small companies that are for the people and then they go bad. Well, yeah, I mean, that just sort of happens via interaction with the system, because you've got to be able to compete in, like, financial markets. That goes badly, Mm. because you've got this drive towards growth, otherwise you get destroyed. And the final news I'll leave everyone with is the Epic Game Store (laughs) tops $680 million in player spendings. The Epic Game Store is a big success, and they're going to continue releasing free games as well throughout 2020, which is good. I like free games. Free games are nice. Yeah, there's been a few good ones this year. So the Epic Game Store's model is working very well for them. I still refuse to spend any money on that crap excuse for a store. Oh, but it's how you can play. I don't even remember what game. It was Outer, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds? Outer, Outer Worlds was great. See? You gotta play it on the Epic no. Game Store. Fuck that. Well, you can play it on console. Fuck that as well. The <laughs> game that won a bunch I of awards control no one like talks about because it was an Epic's game exclusive. Is it ever coming out on Steam? Uh, yes, a year after it's released. They're like all-timed okay. exclusives. Yeah, because they know how everybody hates them. And with that, I think we're largely done. Cool. Or I'd also like to add that last episode, I was like, oh, I got Crash Team Racing, and it's pretty good. <laughs> I like how there's no microtransactions. <laughs> and then... <laughs> we had microtransactions. Oh, do you not? Did you not know? <laughs> like, no, did, a, no. a week after we recorded that, they added microtransactions. <laughs> No, they're no. really bad microtransactions as well. Um, you can spend, I think it's like the in game currency, it's equivalent of like £20 would get you like a few outfits for characters or something like that. It's really skeezy and they made it so you can't make a lot of money playing the game. Can we just make like a column on how atrocious microtransactions mm. are? And just refer back to that whenever we see microtransactions. Because it's a really good game, so it sucks that EA would... Uh, mm. Was even you? No, it's Ubisoft, I think. Oh, no, I don't even remember. Mm. They're all the same. Yeah. <laughs> Microtransaction company, bad. Um, I agree. You know, in Apex Legends as well, there was a special axe you could... And in order to get the special axe, you had to buy 25 loot boxes. And the loot boxes cost $7 each. So people were like, here's an axe that costs you... 7 times 25. I'm tired. I can't do maths. <laughs> 140 uh, and then half of 75. No, I don't know. I'm tired. No, 35. $175 to get an axe. I'm just hearing a load of phonemes and they are not getting processed in my brain. I apologise. So there we go. For those listening at home, don't forget you can send us an email at 
geekintheshellcast at gmail.com. What's that song? What's the email song? <laughs> You're not getting it from me. What's, what's the email, Reese? <laughs> you can pry it from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> no, it's geekintheshellcast at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs> Do you guys have anything to plug? Where can we find you all? Twitter, I guess, so I don't really post anything. I don't really retweet much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can. Fi- I don't you can find me on Twitter, but I'm kind of off social media at the moment because everything has gone to hell in a handbasket in the world, and so I'm just like, I- I- I'm going to read web comics. Also, I'm around about Olympus Mons, waiting for the day where Elon Musk sends his spaceship over to colonize Mars. <laughs> I will be waiting for him, and I will get him. I've actually started <laughs> posting on Twitter now, and it's only lost me followers by posting. <laughs> <laughs> I get that as well. Like, I'll post something for the first time in months, and then it's like, I look at my follower count, I'm like, oh, three people have unfollowed me after I've That's what that. happened to me. I posted, yeah. like, a bunch of anime screenshots and things, and I went from 31 followers to 28. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Man. I, I don't like post anything posts. worthy, and yet somehow I've managed to get about 240 followers. Seriously. I don't understand why people follow me. I have a. a, a... Seriously, why? <laughs> I don't post anything. What is your secret to getting followers? I have a picture of Morph from Treasure Planet as my profile picture. That, that's the only thing interesting about my profile. Yeah, Treasure Planet is a great. I got like five likes from people I don't know on a post I made of just a screenshot of Carol on Tuesday where one of the shops in the background had weed on the side. <laughs> it had, it had uh, I think it was like weed and ice cream was on the side. I was like, yes. These are two I think you separate can actually entities. buy that. You can actually buy cannabis flavoured ice cream. Not sure why you'd want to, but yeah. But the thing I'm getting from this is that it's weed and ice cream, so it's not even like a combination of it. Literally, the two separate commodities. So you can find me on Twitter at Touch of Weeb. You can find Song at Song of Sisyphus. You can find Mog at Jolly Moggy. Yep. You can find Reese at Reese. Lazy Yeti, that's lazy with an I and Yeti with an I. I completely forgot. I was like, I know it's not your Discord name, but I know it's not your <laughs> no. real name. <laughs> if your name is Harry and you're listening to this, write us a question in <laughs> at geekintheshellcast.gmail.com. <laughs> we appealed to Chris's last it, time. It, we got no Chris's. We just got a Connor pretending to be a Chris. <laughs> <laughs> And now we'll appeal to the Harrys. Bye, listeners. Bye. See you later, listeners. See you in a year. (laughs) When we next record. See you in in six years.